Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Daily Art Show. I recorded a show earlier, but it didn't record. And that often happens. Well, it recorded, but it recorded as if I was sitting in the bottom of a tin can at the bottom of a well. (laughs) So that show is lost forever. I will try to conjure up some of the stuff I wanted to talk about on that show, uh, or I did talk about on that show, but my gosh, so much has moved on since then. It's amazing how much happens. First off, I've launched my Kickstarter today. 10 being my lucky number. February 10th, I launched it. It'll go for a month. And I tried to make it as good a Kickstarter as I could. I did all the things I thought that needed to be done. I don't have any stretch goals. It's not the kind of thing uh, for me. I just didn't see how it worked for my project, frankly. It's interesting about my projects, and I just want to say this up front about this. I'm feeling very positive and good about it because I built a great machine, I think, a great thing. Uh, Or in other words, I built the best I could. Let's not say it's great. Uh, The other part is like all my books and projects, like a painting. I'll do my very best on a painting. Last year, I spent all this time on a beautiful painting, and I was never really able to sell that painting. It's still sitting here in the living room. So just because you do something that you really feel good about or great about doesn't mean that, you know, it's going to sell for a lot of money or make change in your life. So I did my very best with the game, Hollytown. I did my very best with the Kickstarter project. I've done my very best with each part of the project. That's my end of it, to make the graphics and the videos and the presentation and the English all correct. And that's what I've done, my end of it. What happens after that, I don't know. As we know, guys, I'm a piss-poor marketer. Much, Not much is probably going to change on there, but that's okay. I'm having the rule book professionally edited. I play-tested the game this past weekend, and I was really pleased with the results and how it went. I have to say that the game worked just as good, if not better, than I'd hoped. Uh, it was People were able to access it and so on. And it really gave me a lot of energy. And what it gave me energy to do was go back and rework about 30% of the cards, uh, just tweaks, and then going back and reworking the rules yet again. I think i rewritten the rules about five times this weekend. I've rewritten those rules so many times now. But it's good. I get a little bit of distance and time between me and the rules. And watching people play the game and the questions they ask me taught me what needed to be clarified in the rules. It was such an eye-opening process. I can't tell you how much I learned. No, heuristics are the mechanics of a game. That's the things that people learn as they go how to play it. And it could be as simple as like, boy, if I collect a lot of these green cards, I could win the game. That's a heuristic. People like to learn heuristics in games. They don't want to be frustrated by them. They want to experience them. And they also like when things sort of have a multiplier to them, a trap door, 
in other words, this, this happens, and then this happens kind of thing. So my game has that. My game has the last 10 minutes of a movie where things get quite exciting. Things really pick up. And I've heard other games talk about that concept of having an exciting ending. And the game had one. <laughs> and I was really pleased. And I, one thing about the game, it's you are rewarded for playing it more than once. Kind of like chess or checkers, with a little bit of experience, Hollytown will become a better game for you. No question about it. But even a beginner can win, which I saw it done. So I'm pretty psyched about the game. It's accessible. You know, I was talking to my uh, brother today, who is definitely, you know, one of the closest people to me in my life. And he is like your uh, Jiminy Cricket. You know what I mean? Jiminy Cricket with a calculator and a super brain. So, you know, we talked about Kickstarter and we talked about this project and so on and so forth. And, you know, his words are kind of like a guy who says, I'm going off to win the Olympics when no one else feels he has any skill. They're like, well, good luck. That's exactly what I got was the, well, good luck. He thinks Kickstarter is sort of a pie in the sky, get rich quick scheme. Uh, you know, Maybe in some respects it is, but it's not a get-rich-quick scheme, I don't think. might be a scheme, though. <laughs> it might be a scheme. That's for absolute sure. <laughs> but it's no question, just like every other scheme from selling here, selling there, it's, it's for real, and, you know, I'm rolling the dice on it, and I'm trying to learn, and I got some exciting stuff happening. Well, I've created almost, let's see what they are now, about 28 unique t-shirt designs. What's really cool about my current project is I can do whatever I want. So a lot of times I've handed in work to clients or I've had different ideas for posters or different all kinds of things. And people are like, nah, don't like it. Nah, don't like it. Nope, nope, nope. So I got files and files of ideas and things that I've wanted to explore and do. It doesn't mean anybody else likes them but me. But it's so cool to be able to, you know, have creative reign. I can't tell you how neat it is and how much I'm enjoying it. I've created some really, really cool stuff. And I'm getting very, very close now to the launch of the store. Uh, it's, it's really exciting. It's so much to do. You know, last week being sick didn't help. I had a bunch of client work came in, which did help. And, you know, <laughs> it's funny. When you draw you're, or you're obsessed with art like I am, you're probably all about proportion and all this other stuff and likeness and a million other things. And then the type has to lay and then becomes a sense of graphic design. For me, I could lay out something even if it was in Chinese. Because it's just a matter of blocks of objects. So... Nothing can stop him was what I wanted to say in this cover title, except I said, nothing stop him. <laughs> I left out the can and I never saw it. I worked in the damn thing for 10 hours, you know, illustrating it beautifully with all these little nuances. I did the Doc Savage torn shirt type thing. I love doing torn shirts on muscular guys. And so I did all this detail work and everything. I mean, it's really a beautiful illustration for me. 
client loved it. And she wrote back and said, can we just put the word can and nothing can stop them? And I was like, oh my God, how did I leave that out? Just crazy the mistakes I make. Holy cow. Really, really just blows my mind. I noticed that Kickstarter has abandoned PayPal and has now gone with that service Stripe. Man, those guys get around. I guess everything in the internet eventually consolidates. And eventually, like I've been saying, it will consolidate. It's it's just going to be Google's on. You know, that'll be the name of the whole thing. Google's on. Have you gone to Google's on? They won't even call it the internet anymore. It'll just be called Google's on. Let's hope it's not Google Face. God, I'm so freaking sick of Facebook. I hate that they limit my access to my friends and what they post and the other things. They have really screwed themselves by doing that. Rather than let people have free reign to, to contact each other and so forth, they've made it barriers for it and a hindrance. What a crappy system. I just ugh, can't get past it. Well, I was contacted by all sorts of charities this week to donate art, and my resounding answer is yes, donate art to charities. So I am mailing out a whole bunch of stuff tomorrow to different charities, and I sure hope they can make a little bit of money with my art. Wouldn't that be fabulous if I could have some small impact for them and to help them? Uh, it's just the little things we can do. That's, you know, that's all we can ever do. I'm excited about that. Uh, what else is going on here? Boy, I, I feel sort of like, you know, the show got blown away today. And uh, I really chattered on for a while. Uh, I was in the mood to talk. Uh, and now I've been thinking and whatnot. And I'm sitting here with my thumb firmly placed, you know where, thinking, well, what should I have? <laughs> well, it's the end of a super long day, that's for sure. I have worked and worked and worked and worked. Uh, I really love making art. There's no question about it. It is so much fun. Such a privilege it is to be able to sit down and make art. Despite the overwhelming competition we have now between artists and us all over the world, we now have the advantage to be able to reach out to an audience in a way that we never ever could by ourselves, you know, sitting alone in one little part of the world. In some ways it was better. It really was easier to make a living 20 years ago in art. And in some ways it's worse. But I think overall, the advantages far outweigh the disadvantages. The thing is, we all have the same advantages. So it's kind of tricky. I've been listening to some really cool YouTube shows, some really cool podcasts. There's some guys out there who are really, really smart. Holy cow. It's amazing uh, how people digest and think about things and dissect them. And uh, I'm learning, learning quite a lot. Each thing's a thing. We all know that. You could become a specialist in almost any single thing. I develop a bunch of more games. I have one about three-fourths created. I have a whole bunch of other ones, as you know. I don't know if you know, but I have like 17 games on the hard drive here that are probably never going to go anywhere. Those are what I call my building block games to get to where perhaps I am now. I do have another game in mind, though. In fact, I have two games in mind that I think would really work well for me. You know, what's the end game in games? We've talked about this. Self-expression, money, what will happen? I don't know. But I think I'm not quite done yet, as I have expressed. 
I have a idea for a sequel to Hollytown. A, you know, basically, you know, an expansion to that original game. And uh, I think I'm going to do it. I have a very good idea for it. I think I have an understanding of how it should be done. And you know what? I'm almost thinking now, well, I won't tell you what I'm thinking. But you know, it doesn't cost that much to print just a little bit more than it does to print a little bit less. So with a little bit of money, I could go ahead and print the next game as well. It's kind of weird how it works. There's a, there's a scale to this whole thing, and the scales start tipping in your favor. So to go and print another game is much cheaper than it is to print the first game. I would say 60% cheaper. So it's significant. So it's kind of like bulk ordering. If you can do all your printing at once, you can save a lot of money. There's no question about it. And I'm not trying to do everything to save money, but I believe in being cost effective. And let me tell you how I'm thinking about this. For example, paper comes in sheets. And you can say to yourself, hey, how many cards can fit on this sheet? So if you have like a 60-card sheet or an 80-card sheet, it would be smart to make your game and denominations of that, 60 or 80 or 160, whatever it needs to be, 120, so that it fits. And that way they're just you know, printing one sheet and not a partial half a sheet, and you're getting charged for something that you didn't use. It's that kind of thing I'm thinking about, trying to be smart with the way I set everything up so I don't have odd sizes and weird things. It's kind of like making a game that has a cool box, but it's not a square. Things that aren't squares don't stack. They're a big problem, and so on and so forth. So there's ergonomics, and so ergonomics are just the physical object itself, how it feels in your hands, how it works. Like a spoon and a fork are very good ergonomically, and so is a glass. Age of War, really cool game. I've talked about this game, Fantasy Flight Games. This game is like the perfect prototype for a miniature... Not miniature, but a game that's about the size of Hollytown, literally, but it's a smallish game about the size of a sandwich, I would say, a large sandwich, and uh, a square of maybe six by six. But it came in an interesting package. It's a sealed plastic package that contains the front box art and so on. And then inside that plastic is the box itself. So it's like a double package. What I like about it is that it really protects the uh, the game. I mean, there's no way the game gets screwed up inside this thing. I don't know how much this plastic costs. Who knows? It's probably a fortune. But can't help but thinking they must have it, you know, uh, like this clamshell thing. You see a lot of package you know anything you go buy in the store a salad you know anything has this clamshell plastic packaging on it and i'm thinking that this could be something that'd be good for my game you know it's a couple mils thick the thing could never get damaged even with water or humidity it would have a complete advantage inside a package like this i'm working with panda games to produce hollytown i've been in working with them now for about three weeks we're on to the quote stage of what i want uh it takes time to deal with people, so that's why I started early, so I'd have it all in a row ready to go. If I should get lucky enough for my Kickstarter to fund, if it should work, I'm poised 
to do everything. I'll deliver on time this year. I'll deliver all like the advanced. I have some advanced stuff where you can have yourself drawn into the game as a character. If anybody goes for that, I can have those delivered in May. If I really want things shipped fast, uh, I can have the product shipped out of China directly to the backers if I want to. I could do that. Another thing I could do is drop ship just a particular amount to myself in the summer and fulfill all my orders early. It's a couple of different options for me to how to go. Of course, everything takes money. I will let you know how everything goes. My presumption is my Kickstarter probably won't fund. Let's be serious. No one knows who the F I am. No one, no one knows what's going on. And that's okay. That doesn't take away from the legitimacy, the awesomeness of what I created. Not every great DeLorean becomes a mass-produced car. But I'm really pleased with what I've done, what I've created. And to think where I started just a little while ago, and it's only February 10th, and I made it to Kickstarter. I made it with the complete program, the videos, the game, the photographs. I, you know, I made a game with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of unique illustrations. I memorized the mechanics. I learned the mechanics. I mean, basically December 1st, I was a complete zero on this. A complete zero. And now in just two and a half months, basically, I've brought myself all the way here. And I'm pretty proud of that. You know, a lot of false starts and a lot of failures. Like I said, there must be 15, 16, 17 failed ideas on my hard drive. Failed computers, prototype, I mean failed uh, games on my computer, prototypes I've made and printed. I've spent a couple hundred bucks making prototypes. I mean, go to the print shop, print out the prototype, come back, test it, check it, doesn't work, so on and so forth. You know, by the time I'm done with the game development, uh, let me just calculate it in my head real quick. I'll be in for at least 350 bucks. If you don't count the purchase of other equipment I use to make video and stuff, I'm not going to count any of that. If you counted that, I'm in the hole forever. But as far as like sheer prototypes, what it took to get to this point financially, it took that. What did it take, you know, work-wise? Holy cow. You know, a lot, a lot of 10-hour days. Gee whiz, just bunches and bunches and bunches and bunches of them. I would say at least 50 to 60 days in the chair, just drawing, drawing, drawing. But I'm super pleased. Again, you know, I think you may have heard this, heard me not say it. I drew everything 36 inches high in Hollytown. Every one of those little, you know, two and a half inch cards is actually a three foot full color poster. I can do anything I want with that artwork. <laughs> now, what am I going to do with it? I don't know. But all those illustrations are large. They're pretty. They're big, like the dinosaur and the Star Trek one are pretty damned amazing in person. So all the art is really beautiful and really huge. Not at all the little tiny cards you see. So that's kind of cool. I made some adjustments in the game. I went down uh, to a one-page rule sheet. I didn't realize it was going to print as two at the Game Crafter. And now I have a one rule sheet. So I also... Uh, adjusted something about the cards to the exact number that the game crafter uses as opposed to going with the amount that fits in the box which is what I did the first time I went with the sheet number from the game crafter that lowered my cost for the game two dollars that's significant if you add it up over hundreds hundreds and hundreds of orders another thing I did was make a whole bunch of videos about my new idea to make custom board games for people 
close to me where I lived in Florida was a woman who was deaf. She was one of the world's greatest sculptors. I could go on about this woman for days and days because I have never seen anyone sculpt better in my entire life. She could sculpt small things like the size of your thumb, like a perfect likeness of somebody, in about an hour with one of those little rubber tools. And not only could she do perfect likeness of the person, which is frickin' amazing, by the way, she could do it by watching TV. She'd watch a TV episode of Kirk, you know, on Star Trek, and she would nail his exact hair, his exact expression, his age, right off that show. She was so deft at sculpting. I said, I can go on for hours. The point of this is, is that every couple months, a person would come along and hire her to do what I would call an expensive commission. Rich people, famous people, Harrison Ford type people would hire her to do a bust of themselves. And she was good, you guys. I'm telling you the very best I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of people. She's better than Andrew Wyeth. I mean, she's better than Rodan. She is fantastic. Her ability to do likeness is uncanny. If you don't believe me, just look up Joy and Tom Studios online and find that lady Joy. Her husband Tom's the interface for her company since she is deaf, and she never really learned to overcome that. She's in her 40s now. But I can't go into those dynamics, but all I can say is, is I'm hoping that every couple months some rich, successful person will come along and hire me to make, make one of these cool custom games. Just like they would hire Joy to make, you know, a sculpture every now and then for them. Didn't happen all the time, but when it happened, you know, she did a fantastic job. And that's how I'm looking forward to this. I'd love to make some custom games for people's weddings or events or whatever. I like making custom cool things for people. I've made custom action figures about people. I've made custom lunch boxes for people. I've made custom you know, cereal boxes for people. You name it. Uh, Barbie doll boxes. I mean... It's just fun for me to make packaging and make it very unique and about a person. It's something I've been doing forever. So, you know, I'm, I'm throwing it up there. I'm trying. And, you know, maybe I can sell a couple of these here. Sure, it would be fun. Uh, they're not easy to do. They're not overnight. They're not quick. And they're kind of work intensive. But I would like to do some. So we'll see. Anyway, that's everything that's happening right now, which is a lot. Uh Gosh, it seems like every day so much happens in the art studio, it's hard to keep up. And it is. It really is. But things are going really great. Couldn't be more pleased. All is awesome. Thanks, everybody, for reaching out and talking to me and interacting with me. I sure appreciate that. Super kind of you. Hope all you guys are having a great day in your art studio. Carry on. Keep doing your thing. And I'll be back here in the art studio before you know it. Remember, you can find me on Patreon. You can find me at Kickstarter. You can find me at customartandportraits.com, and you can find me right here in Bend, Oregon. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.